Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. What's up, everybody, man? It's your boy, Big Play Slate. After every Eagles game this season, I'm going to take y'all behind the scenes and let y'all know what happened. Give y'all every detail. Let y'all in the mind of an NFL Pro DB, man. I love y'all. Y'all love me. Please subscribe. What's up, everybody, man? It's your boy, Big Play Slate here, and I'm back, man. And I'm just letting y'all know, man, it's been a great, great week, man. We had a new addition, Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? One of the greatest receivers to ever play this game was Julio Jones. It's It was crazy for me. You know what I'm saying? AJ got it done, most likely. You know, with him in Tennessee, it's like our offense be coming now. Bama, defense is coming to Georgia. Like, this is, this is getting out of hand right now, man. A lot of guys coming in from some of the best college programs in the world right now. Definitely with Georgia being on top of for great defenses. And Alabama with great receivers, you know, as we just seen, got Julio, we got Smitty. So they get, got got some quarterbacks coming there. No, it hurts. So it's, it's real big going on right now. And you know your boy had to come back this week, man. It was a special week. I had to get my knee, get it checked out, got it looking good. Felt pretty good. So I played this week. Felt good. My boy Lane, he came back as well, man. You know we need Lane, Hall of Famer, future one at that. And you know, big dog Jalen Carter, man. He didn't know now. He didn't know for sure if he go be able to play this week. You know, he wanted to see if he wanted to rest him or not to make sure he get his body right. But he said he was ready to go, man. When I tell you, when you watch the film, he was ready to go. So, man, he got a lot of dog. He got a lot done. I'm talking about in the matter of plays he played this week. He got a lot done. Made a very much impact on the game. Man, this week was very, very big. A lot of preparation. When I say a lot of preparation, this offense is magnificent. One of the best we have seen so far with so much talent on that. So you had to get your body right first. So that means I had a cold tub, hot tub, stretch. Because, look, that's a cheetah over there. They might don't stretch when they see when they see start hunting folks, but I got a stretch. So them guys over there with Olympic speed, so I had to make sure my body and everything was ready to go for this week. So it was really, really tough as a, just a, a player, you know, just to get your mind right, get focused with a high power offense coming in. But I was looking forward to it because, of course, 
Big Play love the competition. So we got to go out here and compete and get ready. So as a team, our focus was like, hey, let's be physical. Let's get after these guys and make these guys earn every inch. But let's get into this defense, man. The defense played outstanding. We could have played way better, for sure. We got to go look at the tape and clean it up some more. But I must say, for the number one offense in the league, the defense held its own. We shut the run down like it's nothing. They got a great run offense. I'm talking about they've been averaging, what, 200 yards rushing per game, feel like, because they've been averaging total of 500 yards of offense in seven games. That's crazy. That is beyond crazy. But as us, we take the run defense very, very serious, man. We got great guys on that D-line. Fletcher Cox, for sure. That's one thing he hates is somebody run the ball on us. So we couldn't let them boys run the ball. Because if you got a good run game, that means play action, all kind of things open up. And that's what that's what's so great about Miami offense. They run game works so good that they got to respect and run to get to dunk the ball right behind the linebackers, all that kind of great stuff that he do because he's a great quarterback at time and throws. Like he's on time for a lot of things. So everything was going so well for them, you know, previous games, as in the run game working, the play action working, the deep shot working. So we try to make that team one-dimensional. So the one dimension we want them to do is throw the ball because the fact that if we start to run, our linebackers and everybody can't bite up on the play action so he could dunk the ball over the middle. So we did a great job of stopping the run. That was our main, main focus is, hey, be physical and let's stop this run because the run game is crazy. I'm talking about sweep here, sweep there, and they had a lot of running backs that can do it. So you can get the jet sweeps from the receivers. You got a lot of stuff going on in that offense because that offense is just high-powered with amazing talent. And Hassan Reddick on them sweeps, I'm talking about, there's no crack tossing him. He shut that down quick. I'm talking about, I think he did it like back-to-back -back plays. It was crazy. I'm talking about tackles for loss, like three or four yards. Like, Hassan can't be blocked. They had a big issue complaining about Hassan, talking about he couldn't stop the run. He's showing y'all he could stop the run. He could do whatever he want to do at any given time because he's one of them guys that's on the edge that is one of the elite dudes in the league. So, you got to put him in a category with them guys that's elite pass rushers and elite run defense. Like, he does it all. So, yeah, man, we wanted to shut down the run game. I know y'all sounding crazy like, why y'all want to start the run when they got the, one of the best receivers in the league that's leading the league and one of the best duos, and they've been connecting. Cheetah and Waddle, they are like charged-up Teslas. These dudes get to 0-60 to 60 so fast they some of them might be the fastest dudes I've ever seen in my life, like going against. And I'm going to tell y'all about one play that really just let me know that these guys are the fastest guys I ever went against. I'm telling you, the fastest guys. So I was pressing Waddle. It was like at towards the end of the game. If y'all don't know what like a corner post is, it's one of these deep, deep ball development routes. It's deep. It, uh, so it's running a, a post. Then you run to the corner. So what my game plan was, I got outside leverage on Waddle because my mind is keep 10 guys inside of me like I got my help. These are the guys I got the help from. So I said, I'm going to play outside leverage. So because if, if you take an outside release, that means I'm solo. So I'm like, okay, let me make him force him inside so I can use some help, you know, if I could, you know, stay on top or slip this or whatever I need to do. So, of course, I did that. Man, he's got out of there so fast. I guess he saw me outside leverage. He sprinted almost across the field. Boom. Fast as I don't know what. So I started running fast as I possibly can. About pulled my hamstring. Boom. He comes back out and runs the corner. 
man, look here. He changed direction so fast that if they did not call a penalty, that would have been a big yardage. I'm talking about big yardage. Like he probably had like a 30 yard, 40 yard catch right there. I'm like, Jesus. Like that's just world class speed. It's like I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up. Maybe back in my young, young days when I'm about 24, 25, I'm 32. It's no way I'm keeping up with them boys. That boy, I think Waddle, what, 24, 25, maybe 24, and he's rolling. He was rolling. So, man, that was one of the plays that was crazy. I'll say I really found out how fast this man is really is. Like, these dudes are very, very fast. But then I had another play with Tyreek. Man, he got a little jet sweep, and he hit the corner. My idea is like close cushion, Slay. So the faster you close cushion, the faster you make him stop his feet. Man, it looked like his feet never stopped moving. Got around the corner. Of course, I got the tackle, but you could just feel the speed that he has. That Man, this kid is world-class speed, man, and he, he, he could do this for a long time. He, I remember him saying he want to retire and be done after 30 because, you know, he just want to chill and just do other things with life. Honestly, with him running this fast, he could probably play until he like 35, 36 years old because I can still run. So I think I'm still faster than a lot of guys in lead at 32. Imagine him at 32 and up. Like, he could be still probably the fastest dude in the league. I don't know if y'all remember a guy named Daryl Green. Daryl Green was the same way at 37 years old, still running faster than everybody. But that could be like him. You know what I'm saying? Cheetah could do the same thing. Him and Waddle, them both guys are very, very special, man, when it comes to that speed. Waddle had, I guess he had a back issue, an ankle issue, or something going on, man. I was looking forward to keep going against him. But he came back in the game and made some couple of plays. But, man, Tyreek is special. He is special. We had a double coverage on him one time. He split the double team. I'm talking about really split the double team and over and got on top of the defense and really scored. Like it was, he's special, man. He's very, very special talent, man. Speed is, is uncoachable. You can't coach speed. So with him, with all the speed he has and the, the ability now to run routes, because at first, everybody's concern was like, oh, Tyree can't run routes. Now he's running routes like a true, true professional. That's why he's number one on my list right now as the number one receiver in the league because you can't coach speed. So, He's faster than everybody, and now he's running elite routes. That's very much unguardable. Of course, as a defensive coordinator, you got to double this guy. It's no if and a buts about it. Ain't too many people can guard this man one-on-one. -on -one. We got to the sideline and uh, corrections, and the correction is, hey, he just fastest guy in the world right now, look like. So we just got to go out there and make sure we much deeper, you know. So uh, we got the job done, trying to contain him as much as possible. Uh, he only had 85 yards receiving, I'm thinking, at least in the 80s or so. So we did a great job of containing him, man. So we did what we had to do. And with Tua being a very, very accurate quarterback and great decision maker, our game plan was just basically, A, make him make more than one read and get on his, you know, his read fast. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a great guy. He's on time. Uh, and that was, that's what it's like. You know, he's like a Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? If you ever seen Drew Brees play, he's a guy that's very much on time. Know how to throw in spots that's, you know, they expect the receiver to be there. So our job was like to disguise our defense as long as possible to make him second guess his read. So that's what our best bet was. We got three sacks doing that. And, you know, of course, we got a turnover with myself catching the pick. Uh, that's what the goal was, just to make it hard for him to read the coverage. And we did a great job, you know, containing these guys and getting after it. There were two game changing plays that I think that took a toll on both. Miami and us. Two game-changing plays. The game-changing plays with Tyreek with the drop catch that 
He could have scored on that looked like he muffed it and all kind of crazy stuff. That was a game-changing moment right there because now they had to go for it on fourth down. So that could have changed the game tremendously. That's the same drive that I gave with the third and 18 on. That that was miscommunication. I had got the wrong call. I got to be better at that, getting a better communication, get the call for my linebackers. And I was in a whole different coverage than everybody else was. And that what playoff happened on that third and 18. I was blowed as shit because I'm like, I didn't even know the call had changed. But I got to take accountability. I got to go in the huddle, get the call, get the right one, get lined up and get set and get ready to go because it's not on them. They got the call in. I'm in the game. I have to go into the huddle and get the call. But I was too busy getting the crowd lit. And you know what I'm saying? Just doing what I'm doing. Like, ah. And then that third and 18 happened, made a big play. I'm like, damn. And then that led to them driving down there. That could have got out of hand. But we got, it done. we got to stop and got off the field. But, of course, the second game-changing play was big play pit. You know what I'm saying? That was a game-changing play, very big time. They were just going down the score to tie this game up, 24 to 24. Of course, I got to come in time and for the big moment. That's why my name is Big Play Slave. So let me go y'all in details about this play, why this play was so big time-ish. So I was guarding Waddle. Waddle just uh, hit me with a bang eight. We call him a bang eight. Basically, it's a skinny post out for play action. So he just hit me with that route and got by like 10 yards on, on a third down conversion. No second down conversion. So I had tackled him and got down. So as the play going on, knowing I'm a smart and detailed guy, it got closer to the red zone. So now I can slow my feet down. Cause there ain't no more room in there. So now when you get into the red zone, speed is not that effective no more because you can run out the back of the end zone. They can keep running. They can run out the back of the end zone. So now I can slow myself down. I can play underneath all routes and everything I need to do. So again, the same formation happened again, but this time they motioned the back out a little bit. So I'm like, okay, this is going to usually be the bang eight play or, you know, and the real route come behind it. So I already begin ready to jump the bang eight. If you see the film, I'm getting into my crossover run. Waddle runs a double move. He runs a bang eight, basically up another post corner. So I get ready to jump the bang because I knew the bang was finna come, but he ran the double move. So I reacted to the corner now. As I'm reacting to the corner, I see the running back coming out the backfield. So it has to be some type of miscommunication between the offense because Two guys don't need to be in the same spot in this type of situation right now. So as me being a ball player with my IQ is very, very high, I'm coming off my man. This is what you don't supposed to do unless you're making the play. Fans, look, players, if you play cornerback, if you come off your guy and don't make the play, bad business. So I came off my guy because I seen the ball being short and it's not being thrown to my guy, and I come off him, makes the play, and gets on going. You know what I'm saying? I get going. And let you know, Tyreek, I know you fast. You got a little agility. Da, da, da. I gave you that little one, too, that ooh, walk the bam. You know what I'm saying? You slowed me up because now you now you had your lineman hit me, knocked the wind out of me. I was very, very tired. I couldn't even do my celebration dance. But that play was amazing, man. One of my best plays I made, man. Definitely because I came off my man. Not even my responsibility, but I just wanted to make a play. And I made the play and I was correct about the play. And that's what makes me who I am. Big play slave because I make big time plays and big time moments and big time situations. So I feel good about it. I love picking off these elite quarterbacks, man. That's all you get your resume up. I need two more. Just two more to get in that 30 club. And I'm trying to get in the 30 club this year, man, because that's probably my best bet to getting in that HOF. So 
I need two on. I need two more at least. So as the preparation was going on, I know everybody was looking forward to the offensive battle. And Hurst been going against a lot of his former quarterbacks that was all in that room in Alabama. First, we had Mac Jones. Now he got Tua. So this is big. Like, this is big for Hurts, you know. He done clean sweep the Bama room right now. You know what I'm saying? So he he two up right now. So he winning. My guy winning, man. So, but all to the Bama quarterbacks, they all special. They all got a great talent, man. So we wanted to make sure he get the win so he get the bragging rights for him and his friends. I know Hurts was fired up after that performance he put out there against the Jets. So we had to come back out here and capitalize on the great opportunity to get this win. And definitely we needed it. We needed a very bad uh, home game. And we had to get the dub in the Kelly Green. The Kelly Green was just too nice not to win in. Jalen Hurts came out there and showed his talent, man. Played smooth, played great. Had two turnovers, but they was, you know, plays. You know what I'm saying? Them guys made a play. One dude backed the ball down and magically went into another dude's hand. That's, a, that's just, you know, living good. That's why I call that. Plays like that, that's called living good. When the ball just magically just falls in your hand, that boy is living good. But, man, look here. Jalen is one tough, tough dude. He's been fighting through injuries. Body's been sore, man. I know y'all saw that freakish play when we played the Rams. You know, when he broke the tackle on that long third down and he kind of like seemed like he rolled his ankle and stuff and he was stumbling. Yeah, man, my boy tough, man. He go through a tough battle at quarterback because, you know, he a running quarterback. I won't say a true running quarterback, but he like to use his legs to extend plays. And, you know, and with that being said, that takes risks of getting hurt a lot, you know, because he just don't like to just take sacks. So he like to lose his legs to escape. But, man, did y'all see the escape ability on that fourth and three? I'm talking about that was crazy with the rollout to the right. AJ coming through free tug. My boy AJ was pretty mad about the touchdown because he wanted two on. That could have been his, well, that would have been his first one. But he could have came back with two on if that would have happened, man, because Know what, AJ? That's your other time getting caught now. That's your another time getting caught. You usually don't get caught. You, you, you're starting to get ran down a little bit, but, man, you got to give it to Jay Hurts, though. That was an amazing play. That's all Jay Hurts making that play with the O-line doing amazing blocking, escaping the pocket, throwing it on the run, dotting it up. Big-time player made the big-time plays. Of course, he get the sneak to get the tub. He just do a great thing, man. He just got to be... Man, y'all just got to love Hurts, man. How you do not love this kid, man? This kid plays so hard, man. And everybody keep asking me, Slay, why he's so serious? Why he never look like he's smiling? Because he is serious. He only thing he care about is winning. He want to win, man. And that's his type of mindset. He's a great kid, man. Great leader, great role model for all these young generations that's coming up. If you want to be a professional at what you do, look at Jay Hurts because Jay Hurts doing it in the right way. But let's get into his role partner. Let's get into Batman. Swole Batman at that. Five games in a row. He's breaking my boy record right now. He go, I think he's going to do it. You know, I'm a big Calvin Johnson fan. I think Calvin Johnson is one of the greatest receivers ever. But AJ is coming right now. Five games strong with 125 yards plus. I'm saying with nine to ten catches. That is tough to do. And I'm talking about five games in a row. He right now for sure the second best receiver in the league right now. You can say what you want to and argue with your mama. AJ swole Batman is top two right now. Uh, you got to give it a cheetah at number one. But AJ for show is number two right now. I'm talking about putting on a clinic on a clinic. Deep ball, short routes, medium routes. Every route he running on the route tree, he is making it work, man. He does it all. A lot of guys can't run every route like AJ can. So that's why he's definitely at my number two right now, playing at an elite, elite level. And you got to give him. My boy Dallas is getting into the game. 
Dallas is coming back into action right now. I'm talking about screen tug. I don't know what happened to the celebration. I don't know if the ball slipped out of his hand, but I'm sure that I'm quite sure that puts him in a spike. So Dallas, get your spike game right. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if it slipped. You caught the ball. So obviously your hands couldn't be wet. So I don't know what you did to miss the slam, but I'm glad you got in that paint because I love when you score a touchdown. Now you're my favorite tight end. So keep doing what you're doing, Dallas. You're coming to life. I told y'all. And my boy Swift out there looking like Earl Meggett. I don't know if y'all know who Earl Megan is, but that's Nelly off Longest Yard. I'm talking about what? What? Making everybody miss. But my boy got shoes on, though. Nelly ain't had no shoes on when he was making everybody miss. But my boy got shoes on. Eagles got a great steal from Detroit, man, bringing him along. I mean, look, Eagles got a great steal for me, too. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Detroit. We thank y'all, man. We thank y'all right now, man. But my guy, Swift, is doing amazing things right now. Out the backfield, running the ball, protection. This is a complete offense. I mean, it, you can't not just question it. This is a very, very talented skill offense with Smitty and all these guys that's on his offense. This offense is amazing. Lane played amazing. It was crazy. So, y'all just got to give it up for this offense. Definitely putting up 31 points and getting after this game. But what was the best thing overall about the game? Zero? Zero penalties? That's hard to believe. You know, that's hard to do. That means it was clean football. That's a big factor in our win for sure. No negative yardage. And that means we're playing clean, clean football. Shout out to coach, man. That's what we do. It means we go over penalties. We we actually scout the ref. So we scout ref that, you know, if a ref is aggressive with PIs, we try our best not to hold. You know what I'm saying? If they're not aggressive with PIs, they don't care about too many PIs. Of course, we're going to want to hold. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't call PIs a lot, so we're going to hold you. If you do call PIs a lot, we're not going to hold you. But overall, solid game. Of course. We got some cleaning up to do, man. We got to get in the plus side of this turnover ratio. That what made us a very different team than last year. We was very good at turning the ball over and keeping the ball safe. So we got to get back to doing that. And games probably won't be as close as they need to be. But overall, still in the negative way of in the turnover battle, and we still 6-1, and one, that's just show y'all how talented we is as a team overall. So we just got to keep doing it. Just one week at a time, one week at a time. So we're going to continue to keep doing what we got to do to get protect the ball. And we're going to do what we have to do to take away the ball. Because we take away the ball, more chances the offense get to score. And I love to see the offense score points. So that's what I got is to make sure we keep turning this ball over and give the offense a chance to keep on scoring. And the offense is going to do a great job of taking care of the ball. So we're looking forward to cleaning all this mess up because we got a divisional game coming up this week against the Washington Commanders. And look here, it's going to be a good game. They played us tough, went in overtime last time. So we got to go to their house and go in there and get the dub because this game count is two. I always count divisional games as two. Definitely our rivals. So we got to go in here and dominate these guys, go out here and compete at a high, high level. And don't take them for granted, man, because it can it, it, it easily happen, man. They got a great front four, great offense, one of the a top guy receivers. So we got to just keep going and getting out there because I've done seen a lot of great things on a tape. But – I see a lot of bad things going on as well. And, man, I know they're hot right now. I know y'all saw what Jonathan Allen said. He tired of losing. He tired of all this. He said he's been there six, seven years, and he's been losing, losing, losing. And I know he's going to take that into this week's game with a chip on their shoulder because, of course, we one of the best teams in the NFC. They want to send a message to the NFL, just like every team that want to do. They want to send a message to another team. So they go coming there with an edge and try to get after us. So we got to come out there ready to be focused, ready to be locked in, and ready to go out here and compete because, like I said, this is a divisional game, and it counts as two. So we got to get the double. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury 
with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pot? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big pop. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh. All right, NBA fans, basketball is officially back, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can get $200 instantly in bonus bets by throwing down just 5 bucks on the NBA. That is a good deal. Win or lose, doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant W. A W, a win. All right, DraftKings parlays. Everybody's got a shot to even more basketball wins and bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets. It's called a parlay. Same game parlay. Uh, build your parlay across multiple games. And what does that give you? Better odds so you can make a smaller bet and win more money. I like doing them. I like parlays. They're fun. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. And with DraftKings, you will be. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. 
Use the code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. This NBA season, 10 bucks, five bucks. It's fun. It's juice. I love it. New customers, $200 instantly in bonus bets by betting just $5. Yeah, you heard it right. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The code is Colin, C-O-L-I-N. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Is there a better sports month in October? Football is well underway. The baseball postseason is here. New basketball, new hockey season upon us. This is going crazy. We all love watching our favorite team on television. But I'm trying to tell you, it's nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get those tickets to any game is on Game Time. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the US. And Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you peace of mind with your purchase. They let you see the view from your seats before you buy so you know exactly what you expect when you arrive. The prices are all in. Show you your total upfront so you know what you're getting a great deal and it takes no time at all. You can buy tickets in a second with two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and redeem code SLAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download Game Time app and enter the SLAY code. That's S-L-A-Y for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Before I go, you know I got to answer my fan questions. I love the fans. I love us to interact. So I got some questions for y'all. And I'm ready to answer them. Question one. Which Batman is Julio? I'm going to call him HOF Batman. Hall of Fame Batman. Because if I don't know if y'all know, but AJ looks up to Julio. That's his favorite receiver. So you got to call him Hall of Fame. Basically, you got to call him the first original Batman. Question number two. Who is the Eagles 4x1 team and who is the anchor? I put myself first leg, you know, get myself going. I can run a curve or the straight because I'm, I'm top four on the fastest team. I go Smitty second leg because he got a great straightaway, man, a great stride. He get faster as he get down the field. Then you got to go Quest. Then you got to go Devin Allen. I mean, he's already a world-class speed, one of the greatest hurlers in the world. Question number three. What is my favorite Eagle moment since I've been here? That's tough, man, because I done had a, some great, great moments around this. Mm, let me think on this one. Let me think. This is a good one. This is a good one. But I'm right now, I'm thinking I'm going with my Saint touchdown because of the fact that I got to celebrate. I, I wish I could have pulled my jersey to the side like Kobe did, but I couldn't because my jersey is like overpass and kind of crazy stuff like that. So it was tough to you know do all that. But I stood up there just because my boy Kobe. And I had a lot of motivation going into that game because they said I heard from a great little, a little bug in the room. That Sean Payton was talking like, oh, Slay is just a decent guy at corner right now. So I had to turn up a little bit, 
make a play. So I got the pick six. So that really would made it across the top. So that really made me go crazy. So, but yeah, I had a great time doing that one. Thanks for your question, man. I always enjoy, man, answering y'all questions. I love when we interact with each other, man. It gets us to know each other better, man. I will see y'all this coming week after the Commanders game. Thanks for watching. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.